Welcome to another edition of About Mansfield. I'm Steve Casillo with Colleen Daniel, who's social distancing by broadcasting from home. And Robbie Terry is here in studio. Thank you for being here. This is special coverage of COVID-19 and how the coronavirus is affecting the lives of those who live in Mansfield. Coming up on this episode, we have news and local weather for the upcoming week. And as always, we will conclude this episode with the trivia question of the week for a $25 gift card to El Primo's Mexican Grill and Cantina. Let's take a look at this week's headlines. A new line of disposable face shields is developed in Mansfield. The lot downtown clears their event calendar until fall. What are the recycling do's and don'ts in Mansfield? We'll give you a rundown. Smart irrigation tips for a greener lawn that won't break your bank. Are you ready for cicadas? millions of them. Speaking of insects, summer is coming and we have tips on how to keep mosquitoes at bay. Have you had your dream vacation dashed by the coronavirus? Today we present another segment of Broken Vacations. Alexa is here with the weather and we have an in-studio interview with Star Center Operations Manager Adam Larson. We are Mansfield's only source for news, talk, and information. This is About Mansfield. Hi, this is John with Pool Aid, your local pool care specialist. Times may be tough right now, but it is almost swim season. We here at Pool Aid would like you to know that coronavirus cannot be transmitted in pool water, so it is safe to use your pool or spa, just not for a pool party. For now, let's keep the swimming to our family that live in your house. If you have any questions or concerns or need a certified professional to help keep your pool safe and clean, visit us on the internet at poolaid.net. That's poolaid.net. We're here for you. In 1999, Mansfield Cares was founded to be the safety net for those in need in our great city. Mansfield Cares built the first free medical, dental, eye clinic and the warehouse that is home to the only food bank in Mansfield. Our city's seven food pantries, Feed the Kids program, Back to School Bash, and college scholarships have all benefited from Mansfield Cares. Become a part of Mansfield's safety net. Donate today at mansfieldcares.org. That's mansfieldcares.org. Welcome back to About Mansfield. In response to community need, paper products manufacturer Southern Champion Tray has developed a disposable face shield and is donating them to healthcare providers and first responders. A prototype was recently reviewed by leading physicians in Chattanooga, Tennessee, and now a larger quantity of face shields is being produced to donate to medical providers and first responders for further testing. To keep pace with the urgent need for face shields, Southern Champion will continue to manufacture this design and is prepared to make suggested improvements from medical personnel for future production runs. Southern Champion will donate face shields to frontline workers in the Mansfield community from their manufacturing plant located in downtown Mansfield. Southern Champion is accepting requests from medical providers and first responders by email at faceshield at sctray.com. Since the opening in 2016, thousands of Mansfield and area residents have enjoyed the lot downtown as a destination place for the community to come together for events and activities such as the annual lineup of free concerts and movies. For the first time ever, and based on community input, the 2020 summer season of the lot has been postponed until the fall. The lot officials expressed their disappointment via social media, but also included that the outdoor facility is also available to host private celebrations and activities. For more information on how you can rent the facility, visit their website at thelotdowntown.com. 
Com. Recycling your Memorial Day bottles and cans is just the tip of the iceberg when it comes to what you should toss into the big green bin each week. In addition to aluminum and steel cans, Republic Services also takes food and beverage cartons, glass bottles and jars, mixed paper, magazines, newspapers, and flattened cardboard, as well as kitchen, laundry, and bath bottles and containers. There is a short list of items that you should not put into the recycling bin, and they include plastic bags or wrapping, food or liquids, clothing or linens, hoses, wires, chains, electronics, or general trash. For further clarification, you can always contact Republic Services on their website, republicservices.com. About 25% of the state's population lives in North Texas. That's more than 6 million water users and a lot of thirsty lawns. About Mansfield's Robbie Terry has some money-saving tips on keeping your lawn beautiful. Everybody loves a green lawn, but not sure how to water your grass? The Water is Awesome organization offers up some tips and facts to consider when watering your lawn with an irrigation system, such as, if you're watering more than twice a week, you're watering too much. Don't water between 10 and 6. Up to 30% of the water we spray on lawns during the heat of the day is lost to evaporation. And speaking of evaporation, give your sprinklers a rest on windy days. Watering your lawn accounts for about half of all of the water you use at home, and keeping track of the amount you use to irrigate conserves water and can even save you money on your water bill. Fixing leaks or damaged sprinkler heads can also help on the pocketbook, as well as decreasing the amount of storm drain runoff. For more information on watering tips for your lawn, visit waterisawesome.com. Reporting for About Mansfield, I'm Robbie Terry. It's an all-too-familiar sound in Texas every summer as the male cicada inundates our eardrums with that distinct and occasionally annoying chirping that they use to attract a mate. As summer nears, 2020 has another trick up its sleeve. This time, it's lots of cicadas as a new brood of the insect will emerge for their once-in-17-year mating season. NPR reports that as many as 1.5 million cicadas could emerge per acre. And did we mention that the bugs are known for their distinct and overwhelming chirping? Communities with large numbers of cicadas emerging at once may have a substantial noise issue. Unlike annual cicadas, periodical cicadas emerge every 13 to 17 years, depending on the species. Brood 9, as this grouping is called, last emerged in 2003. They'll be back in force this summer for a mating melee, but once they've done their deed, they'll die within a few weeks. But not before we are serenaded with... Backyard cookouts with the family are great, but mosquito bites can be potentially dangerous to your health. Fortunately, you don't have to be restricted when you're spending your time outside if you take a few proactive steps. Mosquitoes love water, so the best way to beat them is to eliminate those breeding sites. Even the most unexpected places can become breeding grounds for mosquitoes and the illnesses that they carry. The city of Mansfield recommends that you unclog rain gutters, drain flower pot dishes, Turn over wading pools and wheelbarrows when not in use, as well as dump water from toys and containers in the yard and replace the water in bird baths and pet dishes on a daily basis. 
Available at local home stores, mosquito dunks can be a great way to kill larvae in areas like French drains and rain barrels where it's difficult to remove standing water. Most people believe that summer is the start of mosquito season, but in reality, mosquito season begins when outdoor temperatures warm to 50 degrees or warmer. Instead of waiting until you hear their buzzing or feel the bite or even start itching, be proactive and start your outdoor mosquito control efforts now. For more information, the city website contains Mansfield's mosquito control policy, a list of frequently asked questions, and Tarrant County public health prevention videos. We have a link on our website, aboutmansfield.com. Just click on the links tab. The coronavirus has shattered many dream vacations for Mansfield residents, present company included. With that, we offer up another segment of Broken Vacations, stories of once-in-a-lifetime holidays that were dashed by COVID-19. Listener Connie, when were you planning on going to Scotland? For my 50th birthday at the end of April. We were supposed to leave on April 22nd, and American Airlines canceled our flight on April 2nd. What kind of things were you looking forward to do in Scotland? Well, we had a whiskey tasting tour in Speyside, Scotland, where a lot of the Scotch whiskeys come from. On my actual birthday, we had a Outlander filming site tour scheduled for that day. Yeah, we also were going to go to uh, Loch Ness. We had a couple days planned for the Isle of Skye. Just a trip of a lifetime to go to Scotland and see so many different things. We had a couple of days planned for Edinburgh, Glasgow, Isle of Skye, Inverness. And then, like I said, on my birthday, we were going to go look for Jamie Frazier from Outlander. <laughs> Are you much of a whiskey drinker? I know Glenn Fittich comes yeah. from Scotland. and We have a very large whiskey collection here at home, and we... Love to try different ones. We have whiskey tastings that we host here at our house. We have friends that host whiskey tastings. We have several from Scotland, but to actually go and have tastings in Scotland where they're made, that was a whole other level that we were looking forward to. Are you planning on going back to Scotland next year? Yes, we are hoping to reschedule and keep the same itinerary about the same dates um, and celebrate my 50 plus one instead. So what did you do for your birthday? <laughs> I uh, drank a Corona in my backyard. Well, I did have scotch also. I had a, a wee dram of uh, Oban whiskey, which that was one of the distilleries we were going to go visit in Scotland. If you had a dream vacation dashed by the virus, send us an email to news at aboutmansfield.com. We'll get you on the telephone and talk about your story. This coming Saturday, May 30th, is National Water a Flower Day. If you plan on doing your watering outdoors, let's find out if Mother Nature is going to cooperate. Alexa? Here's the forecast for Saturday, May 30th in Mansfield. Look for mostly sunny weather, with a high of 87 degrees Fahrenheit and a low of 66 degrees. And how's the weather outlook for the rest of the week? In Mansfield for the next seven days. Wednesday, 82 degrees Fahrenheit and some sun and thunderstorms. Thursday, 82 degrees and thunderstorms. Friday, 85 degrees and lots of clouds. Saturday, 87 degrees and mostly sunny weather. Sunday, 87 degrees and partly sunny weather. Monday, 88 degrees and partly sunny weather. Tuesday, 93 degrees and intermittent clouds. That's a look at news and weather. If you have a news tip that you would like us to follow up on, send us an email to news at aboutmansfield.com. Again, that is news at aboutmansfield.com. Just a reminder to follow this podcast so you will be automatically notified when a new episode is released. The easiest way is to log on to our website 
at aboutmansfield.com and enter your email address under the Follow Podcast by Email heading on the homepage. About Mansfield can also be found on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, iHeart Podcasts, and many more platforms. Last week's episode, we aired our final local candidate interview. Due to the coronavirus, the council and school board elections have been postponed to November 3rd. All 15 local candidates will be invited to come to the studio to record an interview in September. In the meantime, coming up after the break, we have a fascinating in-studio interview with Star Center Operations Manager Adam Larson. It's fun and it's informative, so stay with us. And don't forget, we have the trivia question of the week a little bit later on in this episode. I'm Steve Casillo with Colleen Daniel and Robbie Terry, and this is About Mansfield. It has literally carved the landscape of the planet itself, yet beyond its beauty and its grace, it is essential to life itself. Water, it's awesome. Enjoy it. Just don't waste it. Visit waterisawesome.com. Hi, I'm Carmen McMillan, Executive Director of Mansfield Mission Center, inviting you to make our thrift store your one stop for shopping, donating, and volunteering. When neighbors buy your donations, the proceeds help other Mansfield neighbors in need with free services, including financial assistance, employment help, food, medical, dental, and vision care. Voted Best Thrift Store in 2019 by Living Magazine, the Mansfield Mission Center Thrift Store is located at Broad and Walnut Creek. For more details, visit our website at mansfieldmission.org. That's mansfieldmission.org. Welcome back to another segment of About Mansfield. I'm Steve Casillo, and in the studio today, we've got ourselves a treat because it's it built back just a couple of years ago in August of uh, 2018 is the uh, the Mansfield Star Center, and in the studio today is the operations manager of the Star Center who has a really cool job. So we're going to be talking about that in just a just a little bit. But uh, first of all, Adam Larson, welcome to About Mansfield. Thanks for having me, Steve. Appreciate it. Describe what the operations manager does for the Star Center. So the operations manager, um, essentially what we're trying to do is, is keep that ice frozen. You know, we're trying to keep that ice frozen for you. We're trying to keep that building clean. Uh, you know, we're just trying to make it a uh, respectable building for people to come in. and Two rinks, right? Two rinks, yes. We have two indoor rinks. One's called Hatcher for Darien Hatcher, a Dallas Stars alumni, and the other one's named after Brendan Morrow. So we have a Hatcher rink, and then we have a Morrow rink. Let's talk about the higher-end things that, that happened. Pr- uh, prior to coronavirus, you... You've hosted some some big time hockey in the uh, in the Star Center. Oh yeah, no, absolutely. We just had the uh, college championship uh, in February, and that was uh, that was amazing. Some really 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 good uh, talented hockey players. Uh, Texas A and M actually ended up winning the championship this year, and it was really 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 close. They had a good game with DBU. Uh, they just pulled it out the last minute, but uh, not just for ACHA college hockey. I mean, Morrow Rink is used for you know some of the bigger high school games, uh, heavy heavier tournaments, bigger guys. Um, with some of the tournaments that we have in, you know, we may have a U18 team playing. You know, those guys are close to 200 pounds, just tearing up that ice. And, you know, we might have some uh, eight-year-olds that are in that same tournament in a different 
age group. So you know, sometimes you like to put them uh, put them over on Hatcher where you know, little little less uh, you know demand. But both rinks, uh, in, on, in all honesty, besides size, they're they're the exact same. How many star centers are there in North Texas? North Texas. Let's see. So you have, if I could name them off, uh, off the top of my head. So you have Mansfield, you have Euless, you have Richardson, you have Frisco, uh, you have McKinney, uh, you have Plano. Uh, I hope I don't. Oh, I missed one. Farmers Branch. Uh, Farmers <laughs> Branch is another one, and that's the that's the one that I grew up playing in. But yeah, they're not identical. They were kind of built uh, different times. Ours is probably closest to the McKinney Rink, which are the two uh, newest facilities uh, that the Star Centers have put out. So if you go to the McKinney one further up north and come down to ours, I think you'll find that they're fairly. How did you get into rink management? Well, uh, let's see. It all started when I was uh, five. Uh, my father was a rink manager. He had uh, done that his entire life. Um, so I kind of just grew up, you know, inside rinks and, and loved it. Started playing hockey at a young age, too. So it was just one of those things to where if you can do something that you enjoy, which obviously if you spend enough time in the rink like I do, it's something that you enjoy. So uh, it was one of those things. I, you hung, hang out long enough, you learn how to do everything, and all of a sudden you realize that you have a set of skills that maybe not everybody has. So it's, <laughs> uh, you know, a, a little niche market and a, a good industry to be in if, if you like being cold and you like uh, hanging out with a bunch of crazy uh, skates. The You had mentioned one of your jobs is to keep the ice frozen. Yes. And is it must be a kind of a combination of an art and a, and a science yeah. that, that uh, is, first of all, is there a particular temperature that the ice has to be for? Yeah, yeah absolutely. And, and to be honest with you, it changes depending on, um, like I said before, you get the big guys out there, they're 200 pounds. They're just, you know, they're really, really tearing that ice up. You got to get it cold. So I usually, for the big guys, I call them the big guys, really like to get that surface temperature to about 23 degrees. At 23 degrees, those guys aren't going to be able to tear it up as much. Now, if you're a little guy and we don't need to get that ice quite so cold, we're going to put that up to about 25 degrees. Uh, so not a lot warmer, but just enough to where they can actually skate. Um, those little guys are not going to be able to put the same force down on that hard ice like those big guys. So you got to kind of look at your schedule and say, all right, do I have the big guys on? Do I got the little guys on? And you have to make it for them, uh, especially with figure skaters. Figure skaters, they need that 25 degree surface temperature in order to use their ice picks to do those big jumps. So it's one of those things to where, you know, you look, you see it, it's frozen. You just think that all the ice is frozen uh, no matter what rink you go into. But, you know, if people are doing their job right, they're setting that temperature to a degree to where their users are going to be able to use it the best way possible. And so whether it's 23 or 25 degrees, it still hurts when you fall on it. Right? Oh, it still hurts. Yeah, it still it still hurts just the same. I don't think that you're going to find any uh, any less pain on the uh, 25 degree ice. That, that's for sure. It's still uh, still solid ice. So it's it's hard. So the Star Center Mansfield, you you offer hockey, figure skating, public skating, broomball, broomball. You really you do? Yeah, broomball. Uh, yeah, we have a lot of um, uh, we get a lot of uh, big user groups like uh, uh, events like birthday parties or if it's uh, you know we have a lot of uh, church groups that come in and, and they'll use the entire ice. It's it's a lot of fun. I mean, you see those guys out there. There's a little chance of falling down because you're not wearing skates. You're right. you're just walking around on your shoes. But just if you want to just sit back and listen, people are laughing the entire time. They're having a great time. Um, people are just a little bit more comfortable. Getting 
getting out on the ice without the skates on for some reason. They have no problem running around, which to be honest, it's a little bit more dangerous without the skates on. But, you know, I've been skating for a little while. So, um, yeah, it's it, it's something that obviously is really enjoyed. I think a lot of people end up uh, coming back. Obviously, we have uh, uh, user groups that just annually they'll come in. So year after year, they'll bring their church group in just because they had such a good time before. What about curling? Curling. So we do not have a, a curling setup. Um, I came down here from Vermont, and uh, we had a, a huge curling uh, curling group up there, uh, a private group. And in my opinion, the further you get uh, north or the further you go north, you're going to find curlings a little bit bigger. I really like it. I actually learned. Um, I'm not great, uh, but I did learn, and it's a lot of fun. But you have to lay, um, when you're painting the ice, when I say painting the ice, when you see those blue lines, red lines, uh, the creases where sure. the goalies are, you see all that that color. Um, that's all paint that's set underneath of uh, a lot of layers of just you know regular regular ice. Um, so in order to to use curling, you have to put that in um, beforehand. Now I will say that I believe that Ulyss, uh, I think they have uh, uh, curling curling paint in, so they they're they're capable of doing that. Uh, but Mansfield, we do not have. Uh, the curling. So. That brings up a, a, an interesting question. Then the, the paint that's underneath, you said it's under several layers of, of ice. Yes. And so if you're going to switch, say, from hockey to, to another sport that needs painting, mm -hmm. it, it's, do you have to then melt the entire? The most common uh, time that this happens is when Disney on ice will come in. When Disney on ice comes in, you have to essentially cut a little bit of your uh, ice on average. Is I keep mine about an inch and a quarter. So obviously, you don't want to go too much thinner than that or you risk getting into the paint. Any thicker than that, then you're using, you know, uh, you're not being cost effective. You're using energy that you don't need to be using. But when, when Disney on ice comes in, a lot of times what you'll do is you'll cut it down kind of thin just above the paint and then you will lay white paint on top of white paint on top of white paint on top of white paint and then seal it in. So you were to look at the same ice, you would see nothing but just white, which is, you know, what they're looking for. Um, so, you know, you Usually we'll just kind of, if we need to, to create something else, we'll usually just build up with white and leave it a little bit thicker and then cut it out whenever that event. So, okay. When you're looking at, at the rink and it's, and it's white, uh, whether it's watching the Olympics or Disney on ice, mm -hmm. it, it's actually painted because it ice is, painted. is because ice is clear yes yes and it's a it's a special paint um, because there actually is a it's called a heat transfer so underneath all that ice is there's a big slab of concrete and within that slab of concrete is there there's piping that is running refrigerant through that concrete right. so you know uh, in order for that for that uh, ice on top to freeze it has to actually make its way through that paint so that paint uh, it's heat transferable paint non-toxic paint because uh, you have to get rid of it at some point so you have to be able to make <laughs> yeah. sure that it's not going to, you know, really mess anything up. So, you know, with, with it, with the, the thing that's actually freezing being below the ice, if you were to put, you know, say normal paint down there, it's not going to be able to freeze on top of it because it's not that heat transferable paint. So it's, it's, uh, it's, it's special paint. Let's get back to hockey in Mansfield. It's pretty popular here, isn't it? It is. It's, it's, it's been growing like crazy. Absolutely. A lot of girls participating. Uh, so we're starting to get more of them. So yeah, there's a, uh, 
a little rookies program, and then there's a another uh, type of little rookies program that's geared more towards uh, towards girls hockey. Um, interesting enough, I actually coached high school girls hockey when I was living in Vermont, and I'll I'll tell you right now, women's hockey is going to do nothing but grow. It's it's just it, it's crazy how many girls are getting into the game now, um, and I actually think a lot of the uh, uh, a lot of the professional women's players have a lot to do with that. They're a lot more um, uh, the NHL is pushing them a lot more. They're they're extremely extremely talented. Um, I mean, just without the they, they don't do body checking. So okay. you know, some people would say, oh, they don't do body checking. Well, that gives them a lot more time and space to make these beautiful plays, stick handling the puck. Um, it's really really pretty hockey to watch, and they're fast. And it's uh, if 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 you ever get a chance, watch watch some women's hockey, and you'll be you'll be very very uh, content with their skill level. It's 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 amazing how good. So it's not roller derby on ice. Oh, not at all. But they, <laughs> hey, they are tough. You want to talk about tough, man? My girls. There are some of the girls on my high school hockey team. I would have taken over some of the some of the boys I've seen. So you want, you want to talk about toughness because they're they're still body contact, even though you know you can't do a, a shoulder check into the boards. You have to make up for that in other ways, and uh, they find a way. You know. Let's talk about the real reason why I brought you here today. The Zamboni. It's always the Zamboni. <laughs> it's, it's always, always the Zamboni. Tell the listeners, what is a Zamboni and what is its purpose? Well, so first of all, anybody in the industry will correct you. There are more than one ice resurfacing. So there, there's a few other ones, but we call them ice resurfacers. I've only driven a Zamboni, though. That's that's the one that I'll, that I'll go with. Okay. Um, but yeah, it's, um, it's, it's a, lot, a lot of fun to drive. There's a lot of things going on. What a lot of people don't understand, though, is when, when you're looking out and you're seeing that Zamboni driving around in circles, it's actually cutting the ice out from underneath it. A lot of people just see that water coming out of the back. They don't understand that that operator, that driver, is actually in charge of a whole bunch of different things. Um, they are actually, depending on how beat up that ice is, before, you know what I was talking about, you got those big guys out there. They're just tearing the ice up. Sure. Well, you got to cut more, but you can only cut so much. So that snow ends up going into that big, it looks like the uh, the, the front, it's called the, the snow bin. It's right in front of the driver. That bin can only take a certain amount of snow that you cut out of there. So a really, really good driver is going to be able to cut just enough snow to fill that bin to make that ice smooth. Uh, whereas, you know, a driver that doesn't know what he's doing might not be able to cut enough and you're going to end up with a, a less than ideal sheet to uh, you know, to continue to play on. So there's a bunch of different things, you know, depending on how you lay your water, when you lay your water. Um, I always kind of call it uh, addition and, and subtraction. So before I was talking about, well, I like to keep my ice around an inch and a quarter. Okay, well, depending on how much and how you're cutting, you could end up with uh, two and a half inches. Or if you're cutting too much and not laying enough water, you can uh, end up down at a uh, half inch. So those really, really good ZAM drivers, they're able to cut what I call a sustainable cut. So you're, you're laying the same amount of water as the ice that you're cutting underneath. So, so I'm always taking measurements on my ice. I have 32 points that I measure twice a week, uh, just to make sure that you know we're too thick or not too thick, but not too thin. Just making it that right uh, right thickness to where we're not spending money unnecessarily, keeping that frozen, and uh, we're also not in danger of getting down to that concrete, which can happen. I I can't say I've done that recently, but it, it can. If you get too thin, you get into the paint, and you know once that paint out of there. It's uh, it's it's a uh, not a not an easy way to put it back in. We'll not a pretty way. thing. Not a pretty thing. No. So, in, in layman's terms, it it shaves the ice. 
it puts a little layer of water down. Now the water, I would assume, freezes. Yes, yes. And, uh, almost immediately. Right. Well, that also it, de- that also depends on your thickness. If your ice is too thick, and that that because uh, everything's being frozen from that concrete that's underneath. So the thicker your ice gets, the, the you know the slower it freezes. So that's another reason you really try and keep it uh, in that sweet spot around an inch. When did you learn to drive a Zamboni? Let's see, I was. Uh, 14. I was 14, and uh, my father, I was uh, working at, you know, uh, the rink that he was managing, and I think that at first, you know, he was going to take a lot of pride in, you know, teaching me how to drive a Zamboni at a young age, and I was looking forward to it. I just, I would constantly ask him, when am I going to have my chance? You know, when am I going to be able to do this, Dad? So, you know, the day comes, and I hop on there with him. I think we did it twice before he got too frustrated and then didn't deal with it again and and, and just got one of his employees to teach me. So, I learned at 14. but uh, yeah, I went, went the. I, I would like to make that fun story that my father taught me and make it better. But he got too frustrated, and then you know. Uh, but I, I teach all the Zam drivers down here how to how to how to you know do what they do. Uh, so I, I like to say that I've learned from that experience, and I like to have maybe a little bit more patience than uh, my father did. What's the biggest pet peeve? Of a Zamboni driver. When the user groups get out onto the ice before the Zamboni doors have closed. I don't think there's anybody that currently visits our rink that is doing that because they respect me. But that respect usually comes from having to, you know, kind of yell and gripe a few times. But they, they know if I'm there, my guys are there. They're not to hop out on that ice before those Zam doors close. Which, first of all, is just uh, for, for insurance. But second of all, it's just the biggest way to show respect to people that, you know, are in charge of uh, keeping your ice. Ice, uh, keeping your ice good because you know I'm not gonna lie. If uh, if I see them uh, out there on the ice before the Zam doors close, uh, their the Zam doors are gonna stay open, and until they get off the ice, they're not gonna close. So sometimes you kind of have to uh, you know teach people that uh, it's gonna take them a little bit longer. And in all honesty, what they don't understand is giving that ice just another 30 to 45 seconds to freeze up. It's gonna give them a much better sheet. So sometimes it seems like you know we're being the bad guy, but it's it's really it's it's best for them. If if they start carving that up before it gets frozen, it's just not it's just not the same. And especially if you, if you take if you take pride in having that good sheet out there, there's nothing worse than doing a good job and then just having it kind of, you know, stepped on. Let's do some quick fire questions. Quick fire. Yes. Uh, some of these questions came from fellow podcasters. All right. And, and so whatever comes to mind. Right. Lay it so out. Don't, don't think too long. Then. That's just right. Give the honest. Uh, That's okay. right. We got one. To, we got six of them. All right. All right. Who's the most famous person to ride with you in a Zamboni? I haven't had enough riders to have a famous person. So I would have to say, I want to say that there was a girl and it was her 12th birthday. All right. What's your favorite drink on ice? Drink on ice? Uh, well, you know, if I'm playing, I really do. Uh, I enjoy uh, H2O. I like water, you know, as I'm skating. Usually after the hockey games, though, we kind of make uh, uh, the transition into more adult beverages. So off ice, uh, you know, beer, beers beers with the team in the locker rooms afterwards. Okay. So. Do you vacation in cold or warm climates? Uh, I'm a cold person. I like the cold. I am comfortable in the cold. Um, only lived in Texas. Let's see, this will be my second year. So that, that first summer really kind of set the tone. Um, so so, no, if I'm going on vacation, I'm going someplace cold. Do you take cold showers? I love hot showers. Uh, I don't know anybody that enjoys a cold shower. Uh, no, uh, hot. And uh, I don't know. I haven't met anybody I feel like enjoys a cold shower. So Finally, do you mow your lawn in the configuration of a Zamboni? I live in an apartment building. <laughs> okay. But I will say, and it's funny that you said this, uh, I was actually reaching out to one of my employees last week.
week and, you know, just to make sure that everything's going all right. And he goes, man, I'm, I'm really, I'm, I'm, I'm ready to get back. I'm ready to get back on the Zamboni. He goes, I, you know, I've been, I've been mowing my yard in the, in the Zamboni, uh, you know, in the Zamboni pattern. I just, I got to get back out there. <laughs> the Star Center Mansfield is located at the Shops Abroad and Adam Larson is our guest. He's the operations manager of the Star Center Mansfield. If someone wanted more information about the Star Center, whether it's for hockey, for figure skating, for broomball, for private events, tell me how they can get in touch with whether it's you or your your front office. Yeah, it's best just to uh, go ahead and call the the front desk. That number is going to be 830-510-3140. Anybody that answers the phone is going to be able to point you in the right direction. And, you know, one thing I like to tell people, too, you you don't have to jump straight into figure skating or hockey. Go out, take the family, do some public skating. Uh, You know, as as far as the time that you you get to spend out on the ice, it's the most uh, price-effective way to just get a good start start. And, you know, we have buckets for people that might not necessarily have the best balance in the world. So it really does give you, uh, you know, kind of some training wheels. So it's just about, you know, getting out there and uh, especially, man, these, these Texas summers, they're, they're hot for me. I know you guys are probably used to them, but, uh, you know, I wouldn't really mind taking a little break and hopping inside an ice rink. I, I like to spend my summers there. So, uh, yeah, come on by. That probably is a great way to beat the heat. It's absolutely the best way to beat the heat. And I, I've probably used that term a thousand times in my life. Well, come on in, beat the heat. Uh, so, but it, it, it's true. And, you know, you're able to be active and not necessarily uh, have to worry about uh, being overheated. 830-510-3140. The Star Center website is connected because the, the Star Center is connected with the Dallas Stars. The website is connected with the NHL website and is has somewhat of a complicated URL. So what I will do is I'll put a link on the About Mansfield website and someone can, uh, if wants more information f- directly from your website, they can go to aboutmansfield.com, click on the links tab, and then be able to find your website. Again, it's it's there's, there's a lot of backslashes going on with that with the NHL website. So yeah. uh, so we'll take care of that if our listeners are interested. Aboutmansfield.com. Click on the links tab, and there will be uh, uh, there'll be a link to Star Center Mansfield. Adam. It's been a pleasure Steve, the- talking about hockey, talking about rinks, talking about Zambonis. Uh, appreciate you coming in today. Pleasure's mine. I've had, you know, a lot of fun. Uh, I've been thinking about doing this for a while, coming in here and, and talking to you. I'm certainly glad I did. I, I had a great time. As a result of this interview, Adam Larson has launched his own podcast. It's titled The Face-Off Spot. He not only talks about hockey, but general interest topics as well. It was a pleasure having Adam on about Mansfield. We'll be right back. Hi, this is John with Pool Aid, your local pool care specialist. With the exceptional amount of rain that we've experienced so far this year, spring is a vital time to clean pool filters, skim leaves and debris, and keep skimmers clean to ensure proper circulation as well as keep your pool sweep in good working condition. If you have any questions or concerns or need a certified professional to help keep your pool safe and clean, visit us on the internet at poolaid.net. That's poolaid.net. We're here for you. Meet Ed, movie buff, animal lover, safe driver. Five years of driving an ambulance teaches you a thing or two. If people knew what I know, lives could be saved. When I see a car trying to rush past a turning bus, I get concerned. You see, when big vehicles turn right, they have to swing wide to make the turn. And that's a lesson you don't want to learn the hard way. When trucks and buses turn, let's you and I wait. It's It's our our roads. roads. It's It's our our safety. safety. 
visit www.sharetheroadsafely.gov. We welcome all feedback about the program, whether it's about a specific news story or a feature that you heard. Feel free to chime in by email at comments at aboutmansfield.com or dial us up, leave us a voicemail at 817-435-2938. Again, that's 817-435-2938. We will read or play back some of the comments in a future episode. Congratulations to Miranda Gonzalez, who was the first person to email the correct answer to last week's trivia question. What year did the first post office open in Mansfield? The answer, 1860, the same year that the Pony Express was created. Miranda has won a $25 gift card to El Primo's Grill and Cantina. After the break, this week's trivia question of the week. I'm Colleen Daniel, and this is About Mansfield. Hi, it's Tori DeVito. In every family, small conversations can make a big impact. Like when my dad shared his experiences as an alcoholic. Your honesty about that part of your life gave me a sense of integrity that I wanted to uphold in my own life. I wanted you to know from someone who's been in recovery more than 30 years now that hard work is what creates success, not alcohol or other drugs. I said it a lot, and I'm glad you took it to heart. Talk. They hear you. For more information, visit underagedrinking.samsa.gov. Hi, I'm Adam Larson, Operations Manager at the Mansfield Star Center, and you're listening to About Mansfield. It's time right now for the highly coveted, wildly popular trivia question of the week. The first person to email the correct answer to trivia at aboutmansfield.com will receive a $25 gift card to El Primo's Mexican Grill and Cantina, located on the corner at Matlock and Country Club. It's where the locals go. You can find them on the internet at El Primo's. Let's get to this week's question. Colleen? Well, Steve, the Blessing Funeral Home sits atop the hill at 401 East Elm Street in historic Mansfield in a building that was constructed in 1877 on the western edge of the Mansfield Male and Female College campus. This week's trivia question is, what was the Blessing Funeral Home's two-story building originally used for in 1877? Email your answer to trivia at aboutmansfield.com. Again, what was the Blessing Funeral Home's two-story building originally used for in 1877? Good luck, and thanks to Todd and Robert at El Primo's for the gift card. Coming up next week on About Mansfield, continuing coverage of the coronavirus and how it affects the lives of Mansfield residents. And we will talk in studio with off-the-beaten-path restaurateurs Jan and John Cox of Stevens Garden & Grill. The show will be released on Wednesday, June 3rd. Until then, don't forget to follow this podcast if you haven't already so you never miss an episode. It's free and it's easy. Just enter your email address on our website, aboutmansfield.com. We will never send you any spam. We promise. Thanks for listening. For Colleen Daniel and Robbie Terry, I'm Steve Casillo, and this is About Mansfield. Mansfield.